Blog Talk Radio. Divide in America 
by working together to build the greatest bridge in history to unite us. Some of the ways that we do that is with our own voices live blog talk radio show. That is a spinoff of our own voices, the digital and print magazine that tries to educate us Americans on us Americans. You know, all of us just about have come from someone else, whether we want it to come here or not, we are here. But we may not know that much about ourselves, and we may not know that much about you. You may not know that much about me. Our Own Voices print magazine helped to inform us about ourselves and each other, culture and holiday awarenesses that are monthly observances, and talking about them, talking about the holiday, the cultural significance behind it, or just talking about the different cultures that each month has one or more. Someone very close to me, Sam Smith, says the reason why we're not able to work together oftentimes is because we don't know and or trust one another. But he says the more that we know about one another, the more we will be able to trust one another, which means the more we will be able to collectively do together. I am a believer. Some of the other things that we do is our weekly gathering at the Westside Bistro, located at 710 West Lake Mead Boulevard. Once again, that's the gathering at the Westside Bistro, 710 West Lake Mead Boulevard. We had an eclectic group of people there yesterday, and we covered topics from Michael Bennett's and police departments, use of force, to DACA. As you know, the president rescinded it uh, this week and gave it to Congress, probably where it should be. Uh, immigration reform is associated with it, and actually many other topics. Uh, this, I support other people's events. Um, my brother Vance uh, had a event at the Chess House Cafe, and it was a film and discussion event, of course, with food. And for those of you who like coffee, and like those coffee drinks, the Chess House Cafe has one of the best caramel, caramel, depending on where you're from, I guess, uh, banana coffee drinks that you will find in the city. As a matter of fact, I may go get one today. But anyway, the Chess House Cafe has it going on, and he had a concert event, so we went to support him. And we went to other events that we tried to support. Uh, annually, we have the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Candlelight Vigil right in the community so that the people don't have to go anyplace to celebrate the goodness that is and was Dr. King. Uh, we do many things within the community. So look out for us on Our Own Voices live on Facebook, ourownvoices.com. And, oh, yes, we know that we've been, I've been a little lazy on that site. But it's coming back, y'all. It's coming back. And then this week, my brother Levon from Real Radio came out to spend time with us. Matter of fact, it's his birthday today, so big shout out to Levon. Happy birthday, brother. Happy happy born day and happy Earth Day. And you know what I mean by that. So by being involved is what we like to do. Now today, we wanted to discuss something that I thought was very important. Because I see and hear so many people continually talk about what our government is or is not doing, what it may be to them, what it shouldn't do. I hear that somewhat constantly. And it made me wonder how much do we understand about our form of government. In other words, our American government is a participatory form of government. In other words, it takes us to make it work and not the other way around. So if we wanted to do more than what we're doing, that means we have to put the effort and energy into it. And when I did the, the show today, this is, this is how I wrote it. 
And I went, when the people lead, the leaders will follow. That's the title of our show today, right? When the people lead, the leaders will follow. And this quote is attributed to Mahatma Gandhi, right? And it says, and this is from me. I believe the author and signers of the United States Constitution. I believe it is a it is a belief I believe that was in the authors and signers of the United States Constitution. It is something many have believed at the formation of this country. In other words, when those folks with the powdered wig got around that table in Philadelphia and we're talking about this country and how it should operate, what it ultimately came down to is it should be a government that where the people govern themselves, it will be representative as in we will have members of Congress who must maintain constant touch with the people by having to get reelected each every two years. And by them having to get reelected every two years, that forces them or will force them to engage with the people. People-centered government, right? It is something many have believed that the formation of this country and most practice until relatively saying here is that the people had been taught, had been told from the beginning of this country that they were in charge. They were the bosses. Those people that they elect do not lord over them, but they are to serve the people. That's how our form of government was designed. And because at the beginning, everyone knew that. They believed it. That's what they were taught. That's how they conducted themselves. And, of course, that's how the government conducted itself. And then I went on to say, it puts governmental power into the hands of the people, and it takes it away from the wealthy, the powerful, oligarchs, and monarchs. As long as the people believe they are the government and have the power of the government, then our democracy is strong and will function properly as well as move us upwards and forwards. We must be vigilant with this belief and exercise it constantly. Now, I want to get to that last part, and we'll go over some of the other things. I said we must be vigilant with this belief and exercise it constantly because one of the things that we've learned about freedom, we've heard Frederick Douglass say it, I believe we've heard Thomas Jefferson talk about tyranny and other things, is that if you don't practice it on a continuing basis, like muscles of the body, it will atrophy, it will weaken. And as our government weakens, so do we weaken as a people. If we want to have a strong government, then the people need to be strong. We need to be strong in the belief that we're the ones who run things. So in order for us to run those things, we have to participate in the basic function of us as citizens, which is to elect people that will best represent us in Congress that makes the laws that govern us, but it should be laws that we want made. It somewhat goes in a circle. But it is the circle that must continue. One of the, the things that they, they call it the symbol of infinity, because the circle once you get in, you just keep going around and around and around and around. It doesn't stop. It keeps going. 
in order for our government to not stop and for it to keep going, it needs the people to continually supply that fuel, that fuel of ideas. In other words, we should not be silent. And just because the politician says it does not mean that's what we have to believe in, because ultimately we should be telling the politician. If we're not telling the politician, then we're not exercising. We're not being vigilant in our responsibilities of government. So you see when you pointing the finger at government, as Ross Perot said back in the early 90s, there's three fingers pointing right back at you. So it's our responsibility. If government isn't working right, we should examine why it isn't working right. First, we should always look for that that's nearest to us, which is ourselves. What role did we play in the dysfunction, breakdown of our government? America, as the leading democracy in the world, has a very low voter participation rate. It's not like a country that just received its freedom, oftentimes due to us, and 90-plus percent of the people go out and vote. Those are 90% of the eligible people. No, it's not like that. If we can get over 50% of the people to go out and vote, we consider that, wow, we had some good participation. Locally, sometimes we don't get 20% of the people to go out and vote, which means the majority are not exercising their right, their privilege, but they're not exercising their power. We must exercise our power. And one of the basic fundamental ways that a citizen can exercise power is to go out and vote. And not just go out and let me go pull a lever or punch a hole in the paper, to be an informed voter. And to be an informed voter, you should know what those candidates stand for. As a matter of fact, you shouldn't know just what they say, but you should be telling them what you want them to do for you because they work for you. Title of the show once again was When the People Lead, the Leaders Will Follow. Could it be that the people are not, that the leaders are not leading today because the people are not leading them? The people are not telling them what they want. How can a person give you what you want if you do not tell them what you want? How can they deliver? the goods, the services that you need if you don't tell them. We say they're not doing this, they're not doing that. Well, if they're not doing this and they're not doing that, and you want to, and you say, well, we need to hold their feet to the fire. Well, what did you give them to do for you that they did or did not do that you can then therefore use to hold their feet to the fire? In other words, to keep them accountable or to make them accountable. Because if you never told them, what you want them to do for you, then they can go out and do anything. Now, when you tell them what you want, what you need, they tell you they're going to do it. And then when they get in office, they don't do it. And it's not that they didn't do it because something came up of greater importance that overrid what you may have said to them, or maybe some knowledge that came about that we as the general public don't know. And that knowledge is what led them to make the decision that they made. And that's all fair. But what I'm talking about is when we simply just don't tell them what we want, what we need. And at the end, we're disappointed because we didn't get what we wanted or what we needed. 
But you see, that's because we dropped the ball on our basic level of participation. That's to be informed. That's to tell those people who are vying for our vote to represent us. Or maybe it's the people that we have encouraged to run for office to represent us because we believe in them from what we've seen of them. We've shared what we need of them, and they have shared back that they support it as well and that they will fight for it in the halls of Congress or even your, your city council, your county commission, your state legislature of the assembly, lower house and the senate, the upper house, and, of course, yes, Congress in our House of Representatives as well as in our Senate, the United States Senate. We have to tell them. If they're not doing it, we have to tell them. If they are doing what we need, we also should tell them that we appreciate them carrying out our needs, our demands, literally, because don't they work for us? So I said we must be vigilant with this belief and exercise it constantly. You must continue to keep your feet on the gas of freedom because tyranny is always on the heels of freedom. Tyranny is always on the heels of freedom. And if you slow down, if you take your foot off the gas, tyranny is ready to overtake you, to overcome you, and then to rule over you. Vigilance, freedom. You must be vigilant if you want to keep your freedom. You must keep your foot on the gas of constant acceleration because tyranny is always on your heels. Hey, if you guys would like to join us in the conversation today, our topic is when the people lead, the leaders will follow. And this is quote is attributed to um, Mahatma Gandhi. And also there's some others that it's been attributed to. Oftentimes, if you see it, it will say that it was anonymous. So give us a call, area code 347-826-9600, 347-826-9600. 826-9600. And let us know what you think about our topic today. What do you think about some of the things that we've said already? How do you, first of all, here's a question. I was on uh, Brother Levon's radio show this morning, and it was brought up on how people don't believe their vote counts. Therefore, they don't vote. And I thought, how tragic that is because the people who want to have tyranny, the people who want to rule over you, the people who almost seem as if they are oligarchs, they have money, they have power, and they trade in money and power to continue to rule over us. It almost seems as if we have submitted to them. We have bowed down and said that you have it. And see, that's where we've lost our vigilance. That's where we have given up our power. Some people say, and this was, it was mentioned, says, well, we don't have the money of the DuPonts. We don't have the money of the Gettys, the Hunts. We don't have the money of the Bezos, Warren Buffett's of the world. Individually, we do not. That is true. But collectively, we have plenty. This is when the power of us working together comes into play. This is when us finding people with like-minded ideas and we vote in mass after sharing those ideas with one another. That's how we make the difference. 
there's one of the pictures, one of the memes I posted, it was of a group of people, and they're standing near the ledge of some type of cavern. And there's like a long uh, board or plank, we'll call it, that the people standing on one end on the cliff, and then the leader is facing them standing on the opposite end over a cavern. And what keeps that person from falling into the cavern is all of the people that he's leading standing on the opposite end. And I, I like that because I thought it gave a great representation of leaders and power and the people's responsibility. You see, what it's telling you is that you are the one that's keeping that leader in a position of power. And as long as you support that leader, they will have that power. And the way that in this case they're supporting the leader is they're standing on the opposite end of the plank on the cliff that keeps him from falling in. If all of those people who were standing on their end of the plank were to simply step off, that leader no longer has their support, and he would fall into the cavern, the abyss, if you will. I like that representation because that really is us. We are supporting those leaders. We are standing on the end of the plank that's on the cliff as we complain about what the leader is doing, as we complain that the leader does not care about us, that the leader is not doing what we need him or her to do. That we, the leader won't answer our phone calls. The leader ignores our emails. In other words, the leader is not doing the will of the people. But yet those same people are the ones who keep that leader in place. In this case, it's by standing on the opposite end of that plank that keeps that leader from falling into the abyss out of power. Folks, if that leader is not doing what we think that leader should do, then we have to stop supporting them and keeping them in power. We have to step away from them so that they will fall out of power. It's that simple. Now, I am not suggest that we do that without having another person ready to take their place. It's like overthrowing a government, not knowing what the new government will be. It's like overthrowing a government, and then there's chaos that ensues afterwards because various factions are vying for power. No, if we want our form of government to work properly, it must be people-fueled, it must be run by people, and the people must select their leader. In America, we often coalesce around two separate ideologies. That is the ideology of what we commonly refer to today as the left and the right. The blue and the red, and I'm not talking blood and crits. I'm talking about Democrats and Republicans. That is pretty much posing or supposedly opposing ends of the political spectrum. Now, notice I said ends because they tend to be somewhat extreme today in their ideologies. I've been one that was taught and through life's lessons and experiences believe that extremes, no matter what the extremes are, are bad. There is harm that will come from it. So as we move further and further from the middle to the opposite ends, in this case polar opposites, almost like magnets, we divide ourselves up as a people. And instead of it being the United States of America, we become the divided people of America, even if it's just divided in half. And we have to be unified. 
Now, that is not to say that we must all walk lockstep in one another and have the same ideas and beliefs and we must do everything in unison all the time. No. You see, the beauty of our democracy is that, especially when we talk about on the national level, is that that person that goes to represent us on the national level is elected very locally. It is popular vote that elects that congressperson. It's the popular vote that elects your mayor, your governor, your commissioners. So you have to be involved. Oftentimes people will cite the electoral college as, well, we don't have any say-so. But you're talking about only one form, one piece of our government, and that's the president. And, yes, that may not be a direct one-for-one vote, but it is a representative vote. And let me share with you how that's a representative vote and how you still have say. Because what happens, with even with the two-party system, though they, the parties can really do what they want to do regardless of your vote. That was proven in the Clinton case in uh, Florida that the ultimately the judge ruled that the parties can do whatever they want to. The parties are really private clubs. Did you know that? Your political party is basically a private club. And as a private club, it develops its own rules, and then it has its own leadership, and then it's up to it to govern itself accordingly to itself. Not very democratic to me, but that's, so that's how we work. So we have the Democratic club, we have the Republican club that sets the rules for themselves. And then they set the rules on how their parties will nominate the candidate for whatever office that it is. And it was supposedly that, hey, we have these ideas, these people have those ideas, so if we come together, right, then we can do this or that together and we'll have more power. And ultimately those two groups, the Crips and the Bloods, I mean the Democrats and the Republicans, have become dominant. They are the two dominant parties in this country. They're the ones where most of the money is given. They're the ones that have get most of the attention. And most of our elected officials, no matter what level of government, comes from either the Republican or the Democratic Party. There's something good with that. There's something wrong with that. The good is it shows that we can unite. That's a good thing. The bad is it shows that we can only unite over those two polar opposites and only on those two sets of ideas. And I say if you're talking about a polar opposite, there's more in the middle than there are at the end. And since there's more in the middle than there is at the end, what we have today in America is not where the majority rules, but literally we have the minority ruling. We have allowed the two-party system to become the minority ruling processes of America. And that's because the people were not leading. You see, in times past, when there were imbalances, or there seemed to have been, the people would rise up politically and put a stop to it through their vote. Through the apathy, and I, I mentioned apathy because that's lack of exercise and can lead to apathy. Lack of voting leads to voter apathy. A, a dis, diminishment of your power, your strength, your size. Yes, fellas, use it or lose it. But what I'm saying is that we have to exercise our right to vote. We have to exercise our political voice. We have to exercise our political authority or we will lose it. But it doesn't just go away. What happens is someone else will pick it up. In this case, the politicians, the people who are standing out over the cavern, they have us believing they, have, they hold all the power. And because we believe that they do, then they do. I've heard this movement or that movement, this party or that party, 
talk about take our country back. How about we take our government back? We are the people. That means we are the government. That means we have to be responsible for how it works. We, as a people, have an embarrassing Congress. As a matter of fact, if you worked at your job and produced as little as Congress, you probably wouldn't have a job. We have allowed Congress to do that because we are not exercising our will over them. There is a series of memes that I posted with the show today. And I posted these memes, and there's some quotes that I posted too, but I posted them so I was hoping that folks would get the drift of what I'm trying to say today. And I'm talking about power in this case, political power, and how we have to exercise it. And I've always thought that the picture of the people standing on one end of the plank on solid ground and then the leader that they're keeping from falling into the cavern is being held up by them standing on that plank on the opposite end. And how simply, if they would just step off the plank, that leader would fall out of position. Isn't it time more of us stepped off of the plank so that those leaders who are really not there leading for the people can go away? On the Facebook page, Our Own Voices Live, and I hope you all will sign up, be friends on Our Own Voices Live. But on that Facebook page, what I what I put was an image of a few people in the middle of a circle surrounded by a crowd of people. And the caption, there's like a thought bubble, see, but I, but I did think that it hit the mark. And and it was very simple. It had these people standing around these few leaders, and these few leaders have about 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. They have 12 armed guards. You know, they have shields. Looks like they have batons, helmets, right? And then they're sitting down at a table. Looks like they're eating and jollying it up. And they're surrounded by this mass of people. And then the quote that's coming from the mass of people says, and we call them those in power. I thought that hit the mark so effectively. It's because we outnumber the military. We outnumber the people in power. They are empowered because we empower them. Just as we empower them, we can also take that power away. That is our responsibility as citizens. It is a responsibility that we have to exercise. Did you know that people, as an example, in Congress and most incumbents in general, have an over 90% re-election rate for re-electing them? Oftentimes, It is the majority of the eligible voters because only the hardcore voters go out. You may not like the rhetoric, but suppose they were doing that rhetoric that you don't like to turn you off from your level of involvement. Suppose it was purposely done because they know that their staunch supporters, no matter what, are going to come out. Look at President Trump today. President Trump didn't win with a majority of the popular vote, but as we know, it is the electoral vote that elects the president. His competitors simply got too many votes in the wrong places. President Trump made sure he got the majority of votes in the right places. Simple. Nothing nefarious about it. That's just the system. One played the system, worked the system better than the other. 
But in this system that we have, we saw that a very small percentage of the population participated. And it was really those people who were staunch supporters of the process. You had a candidate who said he could stand in the middle of, I believe, Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and not go to jail. His supporters would still support him because they are the fringes. They are the extremists. You see, because the rest of us, good people, have decided that things are so bad that we're not going to participate because it doesn't really count anyway, is that the only people or the majority of the people who are voting are actually the minority, and this minority are just the art supporters of the person who won. They are there. No matter what, they are there. And the reason why that makes such a difference because as most politicians, they're thinking about their next election. And in this, they know, he knows, that his supporters will be there for him because they are dedicated to that cause that he represents. So we have a case of the minority in America ruling the majority when we're supposed to be a majority-ruled country. That is because you all think that you don't have power. And I submit to you that you don't have power only when you believe you do not have power and do not exercise that power that you have. It is critically important that you do so. Going back to the title of our show, Believe. The leaders will follow. If the people are not leading you the way that you think that you should be led, it's probably because you're not leading them, and that is your responsibility. The people must lead. It doesn't take long for the politician to realize that, oh, wow, nobody's watching. Oh, wow, nobody cares. Oh, they're going to vote for me anyway? Well, if they're going to vote for me anyway, then I don't have to go get their vote. If I don't have to go get their vote, I want to make sure that I get reelected, then I want to get other people's votes that I may not be so sure of. But I need to reach those other people. Therefore, I need money for mailers. I need money for flyers. I need money for transportation for gas. I need money for those barbecues that I could throw so that if, because if I offer free food, they will come. Well, they're not really giving me too much money to do these things that I need to do to get this extra group of people to vote to ensure that I get elected. So who does have the money? Oh, those rich people over there, those businesses, they have money. They want me to hear what they have to say. So because they want me to hear what they have to say, they're going to give me money. Hmm. Well, if they're going to give me money so that I can reach the people that I don't have, then, and I know I can get the vote from these people because they always vote for me no matter what, I don't have to do anything to get their vote. But let me see what I need to do for these, these business people to get their vote. And by the way, they're going to pay me to listen to them. So this is a message to the people that have to lead the politicians in order for the politicians to properly lead our government, which is us. Our vote should only be for sale to the candidate or candidates that are willing to carry our initiatives and agendas. So very much like a football team. I'm passing the ball off to that elected official so that they can run with it. The people passes the ball, the idea to the running back, the politician. The politician is the running back. And the people are expecting that politician to run with their ideas. In this case, we're talking a football analogy, to run with that football. And what scores a goal is not running underneath the goal post and crossing the finish line. What signifies a win for us is when that law, that bill 
is passed into law and signed by the president, then they have done their job if that was something that we wanted. If it was not something that we wanted and they did it anyway without a good reason other than the fact that some lobbyists paid them a bunch of money, they should be held accountable. And if we have given them our initiatives and our agendas and they didn't carry it out and it wasn't done for selfish reasons or maybe just for the biasness of political parties, then that's when we have to hold them accountable. That's when we need our street soldiers to come in and help us protest so that they can hear our voice since apparently they didn't hear it when we emailed or called them. And then the ultimate expression of our power and of our voice is when it comes time to the ballot box and we vote for somebody else. No, not that we don't vote, because if we don't vote, we know that their staunch supporters are going to vote if nobody else votes. So not voting is not an option. We must vote, but it must be an informed vote. It must be from a place of power of us. This is what we are telling you, not asking. This is what we are telling you that we want. And the way that I'm ratifying me telling you that is you said you are supported. Therefore, in exchange for that, here is my vote. Did you know that if people just simply use their vote as their currency, there would be no big money in politics? The big money is there because people who have a lot of money are willing to give or donate that money to the politician who will come listen to them and hopefully after listening and they get elected will do their bidding. Okay, that's right out there for all of us to see. If we don't like that, then our vote should be withheld from that candidate, and it should be given to the candidate that best represents us. If the two-party system is not giving you good candidates, in other words, it's the constant lesser of two evils scenario, then maybe you should reevaluate why you're a member of that club that political party. Remember, political parties are clubs. So we have to do our part. And if we don't do our part, we will get what they give us. And they will continually give us less and less because the less that we get, the less powerful we become, the more atrophy that develops. And until a point comes that whatever we say and whatever we do will make no difference because they, the politician, the elected official, will have seized all of the power. That is where we should not go. That is where we will not go as long as you as the citizen exercise your power, exercise your vote, and do not let your vote be bought with money, but let sell your vote to the highest bidder of ideas that are similar to yours. Our show today was based off of a quote that's attributed to Mahatma Gandhi. And it's a quote that simply says, when the people lead, the leaders will follow. I would ask you today, how are you leading? How are you leading your community? How are you leading your politician? What is it that you want? How well are your elected officials giving it to you? If they are not, then that might just be because you're not exercising your power, your right, and your muscles, your political muscle have atrophied. And others, the minority, the lessers, have filled that space, have filled that void that you left by not participating in the system. There are some people who say all power to the people when they say it. It reminds me of back in the 60s. But you see, it's not the slogan or the hashtag that creates power. It may generate emotion, but ultimately it is your actions 
that is the power. If the power is the people, and that's how our government is set up, that the people are the power, then the people have to exercise that power by participating in the process, which includes not only registering to vote, but to vote. There's no other way. My name is Rodney Smith. You've been listening to Our Own Voices Live. Our Own Voices Live comes to you every Saturday. We try to get on at about 12.30 p.m. on the West Coast. That's 3.30 p.m. for those of you back east. And today our topic was when the people lead, the leaders will follow. People, us, we, we have to lead if we want our politicians to follow. So that when I say follow, follow what it is that we need of them to do in the halls of Congress. We should be confident that they are armed. Their quiver is fully loaded with our ideas and our needs, and that that's what they're fighting for in Congress. If they are not, then we have to examine ourselves and the role that we're playing. Once again, my name is Rodney Smith. You've been listening to Our Own Voices Live. I hope to see you again, or or at least to be able to speak with you again next week. Between now and then, please go to our Our Own Voices Live Facebook page, Our Own Voices Live Facebook, and leave us some comments about today's show. Let us know what you think about the quote, when the people lead, the leaders will follow. What does that mean to you? How is that? Is it empowering? And most importantly, what do you need to do to empower yourself in America's form of government? Thank you, everybody, for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show. Big shout-out once again to my homie Lee Vaughn with Real Radio for coming over to Vegas, uh, sharing his time and also sharing his birthday, his born day, his earth day with us. And I pray for the people who were hit by Hurricane Harvey, For those in the Caribbean who were hit by Hurricane Irma and those in Florida where Irma is touching down today, pray for your safety. I pray that your things are safeguarded. And let this be a wake-up call for us on what we need to do to prevent these types of catastrophes in the future with our action as well as the action of our elected officials. We're not able to stop hurricanes, but some of the flooding that happened in Texas, and especially Houston, happened because of policy, policy that was put in place by politicians. You see, no matter what, you cannot get away from politics. So have those politicians working for you, because if they're not working for you, the voter, then they will work for those who give them the highest paycheck. It's not right. I'm not saying it's right, but that is the reality of it. And we have to deal in reality. Until next week, everybody, I look forward to hearing from you on Our Own Voices Live. Please share it with somebody and continue the conversation. Bye-bye, everyone.